we're back with third best pod. Crown the champion of the bronze medal. I'm Ben DeCamp, known as BDC, sitting on the floor of my closet. And I'm here with my co-host, Dan Herman. How's it going, dude? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Uh, If this is your first listen, third best pod is old-fashioned bar arguments about a range of topics from movies, music, food, and anything else that comes to mind. But we're not going to be debating about things at their best. As the name says, we're arguing about things not at their absolute pinnacle, but the deeper, not choice, definitely tough cuts. For example, it's kind of boring to learn that someone thinks that Pinkerton is the best Weezer album. You son of a bitch. (laughs) Told you I'd get you back. But when someone's third best pick is Maladerite, it leads to a much more fun conversation. Ideally, you spend some time thinking about what your answer would be after hearing us defend our picks, then respond to our answers on our social media or a strongly worded email about why we are so wrong. At the very least, we get you yelling at us while you clean off your car in the morning. Dan, what are we talking about today? We're talking about third best nudes, old dish. <laughs> Noodles. Noodles. I feel like we should maybe <laughs> maybe clarify that one. We are talking about third best noodle dish. <laughs> Send the nudes. Uh, our guest today is a beautiful angel of a human being, a guy who I've eaten many noodles with, and a true sweetheart, Kyle Cribben. How's it going, Kyle? It's going really well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about some fucking starch. (laughs) (laughs) Carbs. Carbs, yeah. Last week, Kyle, we talked about MF Doom's third best album or release. You know, it could be anything. Do you have anything to say about that? I mean, I would say my favorite is probably mm, Food. Born Like This, running a close second, honestly. I really, Ooh. really, that one That one really, like, hit me in college. Gazillionaire is still probably, like, one of my favorite songs. Hell yeah. For third, I mean, honestly, I've been listening to the Zarface uh, meets Metalface album, which is really great. It's, so I don't good. know. It's so hard, honestly, because it's also good. <laughs> it's also good. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Last week, we just, I mean, it was a gush fest, so... Which is a good thing, which is a good yeah. thing. I'm sure we'll get fucking yelled at, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, that's the point of the show. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. the goal of the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go yeah, listen to, yell at us. go listen to Born, and then come back to us and say, you guys are all still idiots. Mad Villainy, <laughs> number one. But like, at least you listen to it. That's true. I mean, it was, I mean, like the intro, I... And as you know, if, if you're a longtime listener now, I guess we can say that because we have however many episodes out. Maladerite is, I ne- never listened to it. And I think that it's the third best Weezer album. And I was not a, I'm a green album dude. And Dan changed my mind because I listened to it. So never on Pinkerton though. Got you back. I'm making money signs in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right, so Kyle, third best noodle dish. Yeah, this one was really hard. Um, I like noodles in all forms. I would say my third favorite would be ramen. And that's just because there's a lot of different things. The first thing that really came to my mind was honestly ramen noodle salad, (laughs) which I think is... The crinkles, the dollar sign again. It comes back. so good. (laughs) Just so listeners know, Kyle makes a banging ramen noodle salad. (laughs) We had, a, we had a party at 4th of July and 
he brought it and it was the <laughs> fucking bell of the ball just like <laughs> itself. it was so good oh, yeah. single hand single handedly would have won top chef <laughs> <laughs> the key is to mix all the seasoning packets together with reckless abandon that's the move oh yep. yeah yeah oh totally that's <laughs> that is where it's at yeah 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 all right, so so ramen three. I mean, I think are you talking about the marchin or the whole like dry packet one, or are we talking about like overall ramen? I would say just overall because I mean, like my ramen consumption just comes in so many different forms. It's like sure I eat a lot of instant ramen, but I also like really good ramen. For me, it's kind of like it's like pizza for me. I guess you know, it's it's always pretty good. Yeah. So I gotta ask. Cause, cause ramen is number one for me. Oh, like tonkatsu, abura, like all those whole things. So, what is your number one? My number one is baked rigatoni, melty cheese, so comforting. My mom was used to make it all the time when we were kids. It's just, it's been in my life, and it will continue to be. <laughs> I like, I like when it kind of gets a little bouncy, like when you're. When like the noodles aren't like super overcooked and then you bake it and for some reason it dries out a little bit and you're like, oh, this kind of got a little bit of chew to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's like, is this what a Kong is? Is this why dogs like Kongs? <laughs> like... <laughs> if, if you stuffed it with peanut butter, Ben would just be like. Yeah, I'd be in that. Teeth marks everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. No. Anything with peanut butter and Ben's going to take a crack at it. Dude, damn. You called it. You know me so well. Yeah, no. So rigatoni one. Yep. Ramen three in the yep. general ramen way. So if you yep. had to break down ramen into like the soup bowl instant versus prepared in a restaurant for you, how would you break those two down? Like what's three, what's four in those two? Ooh. I would say... Instant ramen's probably three then. It's just so Damn. accessible. It's cheap. It's delicious. I'm I'm yeah. lazy as hell at home, so I just want something fast <laughs> and right now. <laughs> wow, that's I mean that's a hot take. I, I like it though. I mean at at the brewery where we both work, we have got ramen that the brewers eat, and it's, we call it ramen club because we just buy a bunch of instant ramen and that's our lunch thing, and we just we just zone out on that shit. Like it's like, that. oh, let's just take some hot ass water and make some ramen. Like it's so good. I I get that. I mean, you're wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, bake rig twenty one. What's two for you? I would say my second favorite is fideos, like the Spanish dish. That one just like that one really does it for me. I make that one for Anna and I, like on our anniversary. For those that don't know what that is, including me, what is fideos? It's a specific kind of noodle, but they're kind of short and like vermicelli kind of. You toast them in olive oil and then you add shellfish stock and then shellfish and then you cook it down and then you throw it in the oven. And so the top gets really crispy and then usually like aioli on top and like parsley and uh, lemon wedges. Uh, sounds yeah. uh, vaguely basque-ish. Yes. Very good. Yep. So somewhere between Spanish and French. That's where yeah. we are right now. <laughs> yeah. And I want to go. That was a plan for Catherine and I to have a honeymoon there. That or Japan. And we didn't get to do either of them. One day. Ben, where's ramen on your list? Yeah, listeners don't know. I ran a restaurant that was a Japanese restaurant for a very long time. I've been to Japan. I love Japan. I'm a big Jewish dude that wishes I was Japanese. 
Japanese food is super, super crazy to me, and I love it. It's my favorite. Number two, ramen is number two. We'll get to my number one, but my number three is also Japanese, and I had a very hard time deciding. And this was literally 10 minutes before I started this podcast. I, I had a different one, but I think my number three is, is yakisoba, which if viewers don't know is fried soba noodles. It's a Japanese dish. It's dry. You put it on a flat top and you get it really hot. And it has this like Worcestershire ketchup sauce. That's pure magic. I like mine with seafood and pork and a bunch of random shit and cabbage. And you put mayo on it. It's got to be Kewpie mayo and a bunch of random shit, and I think it is the best for the third spot for me. It's it's a texture thing. I think Kyle hit it on the mark with like Fideo, where you, you get it crispy on the top, the sugars get burnt in the sauce, and I love it. And you, you still have to kind of slurp it, which is a huge big noodle thing for me. And the texture on the noodles are perfect. They're nice and chewy. And so that's my third best. Question for you guys, is pho a noodle dish. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, I agree also. That was my, my that was my third. It is a very close fourth. It is it is so slim with that. I think it is because it's even though it's a rice noodle, it's still a starch. The broth of that dish is so good. But I think my favorite part of that dish of pho is not even the noodles though. And so I had to base it on that. I think the broth and the the weird meatballs that you get that are way too combined and very hard and they're kind of like spaghetti meatballs, like spaghetti meatballs. I love that shit. And so that was a close, that's definitely on my like fourth, very close. But ramen is definitely my second. So then where is chicken noodle soup? <laughs> chicken noodle soup is in the backyard. It's out of here. Get that you, shit out of here. What? Chicken noodle, I'm Jewish. What? I'm Jewish, Dan. Come on, it's matzo ball soup, first off. But, but there's, there's no noodles in matzo ball soup. But that's not a noodle. I know, but I never ate chicken. My mom never made chicken noodle soup. So it just never was a thing. That shit it's time came to in form your own opinions, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I can't pull away from thousands of years of Jewish culture. Noodle soup was never a thing growing up. To be honest, I think I ate more ramen packets than chicken noodle soup growing up. So that's kind of where it was. And my, I, I grew up with a single mom, so I was eating a lot of like on my own. I had a friend who showed me how to make ramen when I was in fifth grade and it blew my fucking mind. I will disagree with Kyle. I think that the sit down ramen is better, but that's all personal preference. Which um, is not the point of like this podcast. Yell at him, yell at him so <laughs> much. No, yeah. have you guys done the no sauce packet ramen? Yes, many times. That's the best way to do it's it. That's so that's my good. thing. Just what take is- so you, you you rehydrate the noodles and then that's it. It's not a soup. It isn't there's no broth to it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you mix it up and you put a cracked egg on top of it and then you go from there. Man, like that's cheap ramen that I always ate in college going from yeah. from that cuz I learned that from a friend of mine in high school. I learned this from Roy Choi, who's a chef in LA. Uh, and you take sesame oil, add that in there, sesame seeds. You crack an egg into it once it's cooked and in your bowl, and you fold the noodles over it so it kind of cooks. And then you put a slice of American cheese on top of it, and then you mix it all up. And that's that's been my jam. I love that kind of stuff. But number one for me, I'm going also Italian, Kyle, and I'm going Cassia Pepe because it is my favorite. And for people that know what cashew pepe is, it's literally heaven. It is generally spaghetti or 
Bigoli, which is like a bigger spaghetti. And now I feel like a dummy because I feel like, does Bigoli have the hole in the middle, Kyle? Oh, uh, no, you're thinking of Bugatini. That's Bugatini. So, so Bigoli which there is, is a, Which there is a global shortage of. Have you guys seen this? There is a global shortage oh. of Bucatini. No, I'm not kidding you. Nobody can get it right now as like pre-prepped. You have Why? to make your own. I don't fucking know. I just saw this article on like Lifehack. Right, it's just got a hole in the middle. <laughs> it just has a hole in the middle. I will link this article <laughs> in the fucking body of this podcast. Do not challenge me on this one. First hundred days. Let's do it, Biden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bring back Bucatini. Vaccines and Bucatini. Yeah, dude. Vaccines and Bucatini. Everybody gets a free Bucatini when they get a vaccine. Yeah, who cares about everything else? <laughs> yeah. So Cashew Pepe is, is spaghetti or bigoli. Um, bigoli, it's, out, it's in the name. It's just giant fucking spaghetti. But it's cracked black pepper, a fuck ton of that, and pasta water, cheese, and that's it. And it's so stupidly good. And it's a minimal amount of ingredients. I love it. It's it's great. It's grown-up mac and cheese. It's not truffle mac and cheese, which I'm sure I'll get a bunch of like bullshit for, but I hate that. To support a small local business that we all have very close to our hearts, if you want to try one of these, uh, the Cacio Pepe, go to TiliaMPLS.com. Yep. They're doing takeout. They open for they open for indoor dining in February. That's, that's my first encounter with Cacio e Pepe and they do it pretty perfectly as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's really good. It's really, really good. I do have to say that I personally, Cacio e Pepe is fine. I don't really like <laughs> mac and cheese. That's oh. kind of, so oh, I think, wow. Ben's to- I think Ben's totally wrong. <laughs> this is where this comes back to me. Third best mac and cheese. Oh, really? Oh, no. Oh, full circle. Dance for me, Dinah. (laughs) So there's Blue Box. There's Velveeta and Shells. There's the aforementioned Cacio e Pepe. There is Carbonara. I don't know if that's Mac. So, like, you're saying Carbonara is Mac and Cheese? There's a whole concept. There's a whole concept here. Oh, you're bringing it under a single umbrella. Mac and cheese, mac and cheese. I make a fucking bechamel and rigatoni version of it. Mac and cheese is a liberating concept of food. And that's why it's my third. Because it's beautiful, it's it's, it's simple, and it's ready to go. I respect your opinion, but... uh. Yeah, I'm with Kyle. Like, I just don't think that you can put carbonara under mac and cheese. Or cashew pepe under mac and cheese. All right, all right. Fuck you guys. Oh, my gutter blue, response blue, blue was box, just a blue box. Blue, blue box mac and yeah, cheese, box, number yeah. three. It, it's there for you when you need it. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so Dan, if, if, you, if, you, if you're three years old, it's your favorite fucking thing. If you're 21 and cannot keep water down, <laughs> you're not going to throw up blue box mac and cheese. It's there. And also, now you can get that powder not just in packet form. Oh, yeah. There's a fucking tube of it. So Catherine, in the first trimester and a half of, of pregnancy, could not really stomach a lot, ate a ton of mac and cheese. And I brought one of those tubes home. I was like, hey, we've got other pastas now. You can have this mac and cheese. You can have this mac and cheese, this mac and cheese, because mac and cheese is a general concept. It doesn't require macaroni noodles. That would be macaroni and cheese, which is a different thing. 
I do I do agree with you on that. I do think that you can have mac and cheese that isn't the same like noodle. I do agree with you on that. Kyle may fight me. His no, I'm with, like I'm, I'm with you. Mad. I'm with you there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll also say I'm the only person that's eaten uh, noodles with that sauce with butter and milk. So she's like, yeah. if it's not in the fucking box, I'm not into it. I'm not doing <laughs> this whole thing. She's like, I got enough going on. I don't need to like grow this kid and also deal with your bullshit, figuring out how to do this cheese sauce stuff. Uh, but you guys are super, super sleeping on so, stuffed pasta. Damn. <laughs> I mean, Kyle, Kyle and I just like kind of took a minute. We both have worked in Italian <laughs> restaurants and made stuffed pasta. So Kyle, what do you think? What do you think? Like that's, it's tough. I, I love stuffed pasta. Don't get me wrong. I would rather eat dumplings. Yeah. Do you count? I know yeah. it's not. Do you, do you I know count, it's not stuffed pasta, but do you count dumplings as a noodle dish? Because that opens the no. the thing wildly. No, <laughs> I guess I just don't eat many stuffed pastas because I prefer to eat dumplings, even though I don't consider them to be like in the same, okay. in the same like realm. They're the same family-ish. Maybe they're like second cousins. <laughs> yeah, it's like a filled like a filled dough. I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah, that's that's tough. It's tough because I'm also like Kyle. I would much rather eat like a gyoza or like a like a shumai or like a like a bao instead of like thing. a, whole, a tortellini. Whole different thing though. Whole different thing. Right. <laughs> like if, if if I showed up with an anduja ravioli, you guys would be like, I would prefer bullshit ramen marichen things, or would you be like, fuck yeah, I want that. That sounds great. I'd probably do the instant ramen. <laughs> All right. I, res- I respect that. That's that's some steadfast things. Uh, I had a oh, chef just- one time tell me that Induya basically tasted – he was like, Induya reminds me of, of eating Slim Jim stoned on a couch, and that's all I can think about now, and I love it. It's one of my favorite things, but yeah, I think I got to go with Kyle. Oh, we're garbage people, I guess. We're just like, we're just garbage pale kids. Oh, yeah. Like, that's it. I knew that coming into this, though. <laughs> this is nothing new to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I love a fucking, like, raviolo is one of my favorites with the fucking egg yolk in the middle. It's so good. But, like, if someone was like, hey, I have raviolo or I have this fucking crazy, weird Korean extra spicy fucking ramen, I'm probably going to go with the extra, extra spicy ramen. Dude, the Bulldog like, so. hot like, cheesy chicken one is so good. Oh, the hot cheesy chicken. <sighs> oh, so good. God damn it. It's yeah, it's just like such an interesting flavor. And like Gokujang, like that weird Gokujang burn. And Kochukaru is like such a fucking great burn. And I love it. And it just, I don't know, it has a depth of flavor. Like, and, and Duya definitely does. And stuffed pasta definitely does. But I just think that's it's so much more interesting to have these like weird, it's accessible. I think that's a big thing. Yeah. And, Three things I want to represent as honorable mentions uh, as a white dude from Edina that went to Arizona State. We're all sleeping on tuna noodle casserole. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. This is the part of the podcast where I say tuna noodle casserole is the fucking thin Lizzie of the noodle dish because it totally <laughs> is because I fucking love it. You got to get the cheese in that though. Oh man. Tuna noodle is so good. Yeah, but with the fucking, you know, panko on top, you, you My upgrade mom that shit. Potato chips on top. That's Ooh. the fucking Oh, move. damn! Fuck! Yup. <laughs> like, flavored or salty? 
just shitty ass. She would get like Jay's potato chips, the ones in like the bag in the box. And then it's just like, just smash. It's so good. Fuck. Second thing we're sleeping on here, cold bow tie pasta salad with the cherry tomatoes. A staple yeah. of any good Midwestern barbecue. Yeah, barbecue, grocery store, graduation party. <laughs> I, I think Ben just threw up in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, but like from the amount that I've eaten it. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back. It's coming back from twenty years ago. Yeah. And then I'll be honest, dude. As a as a former mm. fat kid that then lost weight and then came back around on being a fat kid, beef stroganoff is the oh. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's really good. I I never eat it. That's the sad thing. Well, yeah, because yeah. you would you would die. Like <laughs> nobody nobody can actually eat it like with any regularity. But you see it, and you're like, Demi. every time you see that on a menu, you're like, fuck, I do miss that. I want to make it again. <laughs> That's the noodle dish that gets me the meat sweats the most. Where it's like, <laughs> oh shit, this is braised meat also with like a meat stock. Like I guess. Cool. Sour cream. And sour cream. The fattiest meat and also sour cream. Uh, it, fucking, yeah. It'll make that fucking EKG. Let's get this thing going. Where am I at? Like, <laughs> it'll, it'll make you thank you for a bidet. Uh, we are now sponsored by uh, Tushy. Uh, yes. They don't know this yet, <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. you'll be like, "Oh, I love this. This is great. <laughs> Beef stroganoff is great." Just to, but just to let you know, Tushy's the stepping stone to get up to the Toto Washlet, the Japanese toilet that opens up on its own when you walk towards it. So that's the good Toto stuff. Washlet. Shout out! It's it's the Clean my butthole. Yeah, it's the <laughs> it's the cheap shitty instant ramen versus abura and tukatsu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tonkatsu at like a tiny shop. Yep, yep. <laughs> I would be a bad Jew if I didn't talk about Noodle Kugel, which you guys probably don't know about. I don't know. Maybe maybe Kyle knows about Noodle Kugel. I know what it is. I've never eaten it. We talked about Lutheran basements in an episode. Uh, we're going to talk about synagogue basements in an episode now because <laughs> Noodle Kugel is basically cold. Like you take the egg noodles and it's. I can't even I've never made it in my life it has just been a staple of my like young Jewish upbringing uh it's kind of sweet they add cranberries into it it's like a weird kind of like pasta salad but not it's baked in like fucking baking dish it's super weird it's kind of crunchy I can't explain the flavor but all my Jews out there will definitely know what that is the chosen people knows what noodle kugels are and it is very weird Yes. Are there are there any almonds in this? Because this sounds exactly like a Lutheran dish. There might be. Honestly, there might be. I don't know. No one told me what was in it. I just ate it. Craisins, some lo mein. Yep. A little bit of like tuna, some cooked sure. noodles. That's sure. a classic dish. Damn, this sounds totally right. I think you guys stole this from us like the Bible. Like the God. first part of the Bible. Yeah. yeah, we also all of it. Like that's what happens. I'm just going to say right now, I've never I grew up Catholic and I'm actually kind of glad that I grew up Catholic so I didn't have to eat either of those monstrosities. Yeah, not <laughs> not, not not all of us can turn water into wine, Kyle. Like some yeah, of us yeah. have to eat the food instead. Some of us have to turn water into fucking Manischewitz. So <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, noodle kugel's a fucking weird. It's a weird dish. It definitely did make my top three, and I'm very sorry to my to my fucking Jewish people, but it's not up there. So what, it in the trash. What would be the basement like hangout Jewish dishes? Noodle kugel definitely is up there. You you have these things called homentoshin, which are like these weird triangle figure date filled fucking cookies they're actually pretty good they, that they sounds look awesome. like, that like sounds a, good yeah they're the jay-z fucking cookie of the, <laughs> the fucking synagogue basement that's like there's not that much basement jewish food sucks <laughs> all right kyle we're to the point now where we're gonna ask you to ask us a lightning round question and this is very serious it's a serious part of the the podcast very serious i can feel the serious energy it's it's making me nervous all right so let's go with third best tarantino movie uh i have a question about this yes are we counting true romance or the death proof you know duology let's say yes I mean, that doesn't affect my answer because (laughs) uh, third best of those is 100% Inglorious Bastards. I think you're totally right. So wait, wait, third best is Inglorious Bastards? Yep. Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill 1, Inglorious Bastards 3. Kill Bill 1? Kill Bill 1 is... The second one? Oh, Kill Bill 1 is perfect. Kill Bill 1 is perfect. (laughs) Perfect's a dangerous word, my friend. <laughs> oh, I'm pulling is... my hair out. <laughs> Ben's going to be like, Reservoir Dogs, Reservoir Dogs, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I think third is, is actually Reservoir Dogs, I have to say. It. And I, yeah, that movie was pretty special to me. I printed it off when I was a kid. My mom got really mad because I wasted all the toner and the printer ink in the fucking printer. And I had it in a three ring binder, the script. Wait, are you fucking um, serious right now? I'm serious. I'm serious. We ran out of paper midway through. So it was multicolored paper. And then I actually three hole punched it oh my. and put it into a three ring binder. I was pretty obsessed with that movie growing up. <laughs> I am a nerd. I think second best is... So Dan had mentioned True Romance, and I think True Romance is like the second best for me. That's a a Quentin Tarantino script. I read it pretty young, and then I was pretty obsessed with the the movie. Uh, It's like a classic love, fucking stupid, sappy love story, and I really like it. And then number one is Inglorious Bastards. You're killing Nazis. (laughs) It's a bunch of Jews killing Nazis. Where is Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction is fourth. Pulp Fiction is fourth, and we actually talked about this at uh, at work at the brewery the other day. It, it I think it's a little overrated. I, I I do really like it. It's a great movie. But Damn, yeah, that's a hot take. I know, I know. I can't wait for the fucking comment section to just light up. I thought yeah. I was gonna make people mad with my answer, yeah. but Kyle, before we go any further on this, do you want to be the new co-host of this podcast? Um, we should maybe talk without Ben just for, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, professionality sake. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll, just, oh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just mute him. He has to watch it happen. Perfect. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> just got canceled, Ben. Damn, dude. <laughs> All right, Kyle, lay it on us. Like, what, like, you asked the question. What is the answer to the question? My third is Pulp Fiction. 
Okay. Pulp Fiction's great. I don't. Oh, I don't think it's overrated. I think Ben may have spoken a little out of turn there. I don't think. Are we? I don't, are, we sh- are we sure Ben didn't have a stroke while he was saying that? He meant to say first and underrated. Perhaps. I don't know. I mean, we're ben, on a Zoom call, insight? but it smells like toast. It smells like <laughs> toast in here. Like, do you guys smell that? <laughs> I smell nothing. <laughs> I like Pulp Fiction a lot. It's just there's there's a lot of good stuff. My second is Kill Bill Volume 2. I really like Volume 1, but Volume 2 really, like, really, really did it for me. And so, so what about, like, I think this is a place that we can, like, talk through this a little bit. What is it about 2 that you, that you love more than 1? Because 1, for me, is, like, it sets the story. It doesn't get so David Carradine-y. And it has the better fights, yeah, I guess I love, I mean, I love the setup of the first one, but the second one really, I, I honestly, it's it's something I can't really explain. The second one was always just the one that if I was going to go back and I could only watch one of them, I would always watch the second one. And I think the last scene is just so beautiful and s- seemingly so simple um, that, yeah, that's the one that I always, you know, I would go back to if I had to just choose one of them. Yeah, and this is one of those things, like we talk about third best here and that it isn't that none of us like the other movies we're just talking no, about no, no, no. Right. what is the third best of ours i'm not thinking that you're like oh man kill bill one die in a fire get the fuck out of here <laughs> i don't like that movie sucks but like i'm just interested about it because that movie is too slow and i can understand like that's maybe a positive thing for it mm-hmm. but like the daryl hannah part of it uh that just takes forever to not really resolve any part oh, of it but love that part i think like it's that slow burn hbo style shit that like takes forever to get to the point and then they get to it and then she's just like screaming in it when she pulls the cereal down it's like i understand exactly why you're mad at me and there's a fucking gun in that like there's there's no slow point of the first kill bill and we're not even talking about the best part of it which is somebody in the internet era which is why I love living in the internet era figured out what the blood pressure would have to be for the crazy 88 fight. And it's like one ninety over four. <laughs> Just like, that, wow. Like, that scene is fucking insane. That scene's the, like, crazy. Fight choreography of that scene. They had to go black and white because otherwise it was going to be an X rated film. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So like, like reservoir dogs, I also printed that script out because it got leaked early. <laughs> and so um, it was supposed to be a single movie and it was supposed to be, right. I think, like three and a half hours long. And there was a bunch of added scenes. Um, they split it up into two. That's why it, it didn't really make my list, I feel like, because if those two movies were combined into one, it would be like one of the top. It is a samurai movie. It is a fucking spaghetti Western. It's a revenge flick. It's an exploitation film. It's insane. Pure, unadulterated Quentin Tarantino, which I really like. But the fact that he split it up into two, I felt like it kind of dumbed it down a little bit. That crazy 88 scene in the fucking restaurant is nuts. But the five, six, seven, eight's playing. Yeah, it's so cool. That like slow single fucking shot where it goes from like the fucking, the private room all the way down and the Mm -hmm. bathroom scene, like that whole scene is perfect. And I think that, I'm kind of with Kyle where the pacing on the second one is really good. And that like, if you had had that scene and some of the other scenes from the first one added into the second one, it would be, it would be top of the list for me, but 
I just think that he split it up and I felt like it just became, it was too much. He tried to shove so much into it. This is going to be like Maladroit. You guys are going to go rewatch one and two and you're going to agree with me. I later. am actually, yeah. <laughs> I might, I, who knows? I, I, I'm ready to walk upstairs and do it myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just know I'm right. Cause I'm, I'm just yeah. confident in that Cause way. Cause you're Dan. Cause I'm Dan. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. happens. Yeah. Front of house versus the back of house. I think *Inglorious Bastards* is so well written and extremely well acted. That's why it like tops the list for me. I know I talked about like killing Nazis and being a Jewish person, and that's pretty great. But the dialogue that first like ten minutes of that movie with Christoph Waltz oh, is yeah. just insane, and it's half in English and half in French, and kind of in German, and it's acted perfectly, and it blows my fucking mind how well that is written. The tension in that scene, you could cut it with a pinky. Au revoir, Shoshana. <laughs> Au yeah, good. like that. And the music is so good in it. And I just think that, like, if even if that was just a short, I would be fine with it. I think that would also, it would be up on the list. Yeah, just for the record, let the record show that my number one is Inglorious Bastards. I've watched that movie more times than maybe any other movie, honestly. It, that's the first time I saw Christopher Waltz in anything, and he is just a genius. Um, I think the scene where they go and everyone's eating lunch and then they eat strudel afterwards is just Fuck. so iconic. And then it's just so well put together that I really, I really, really love that movie. He really hasn't written a better character than Hugo Stieglitz because <laughs> yeah. the scene where he's pulling the tongue yeah. out. But that movie came out. Yeah. Hopefully we are allowed again to go do Halloween parties at First Avenue at some point. But I walked into First Avenue <laughs> covered in blood with a blood-covered baseball bat as the bear Jew. Oh, yeah, dude. So if you need to smuggle a weapon yep. into First Avenue, which we do not advocate <laughs> on this podcast. No, thank you. Are you saying be Jewish? Be the bear Typically. Jew. Yeah, yeah, be the bear Jew. Be, be Eli Roth <laughs> and carry a baseball yeah. bat in. I also love that he like he hired a bunch of Jewish actors to play those fucking parts. Yeah. Like that's that's rad. There's a little bit of closure there, like a Jewish American, and you know, fucking third generation Jewish. Like that's that's fucking huge. Like that that's really cool. It, I mean, Brad Pitt's not Jewish, but he wasn't Jewish in the his character wasn't Jewish. But no, like Aldo, Eli Roth Aldo is Rain, Jewish. Alda Rain is a is a Native American. That's why he's got the rope. Yeah, right. yeah. And uh, yep. when yep. you get home. You gonna take that uniform off? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't abide by that. That fucking scene like gave me chills. I remember seeing it in the theaters and just was like, "Oh my god!" That's why it tops for me. Like it is, it is beautifully written, and the fact that Quentin Tarantino isn't Jewish kind of blows me away because there was a lot of like, "Oh fuck!" This there's a lot of anger here. Any movie where Jews are killing Nazis, I am for, even if it's bad. If you're not for that, me. then <laughs> we have a different problem. One of my favorite pieces of trivia about that was that they actually had a contest about who could scalp fastest, and that got their character moved up in it. And BJ Novak from The Office was <laughs> able to scalp faster than anybody else. That's why he's the main focus in oh, that scene. That's awesome. <laughs> so terrifying. That's so awesome. But also, sounds like Tarantino. Yeah. Oh, no, completely. Absolutely. 
completely. So Man, great question, Kyle. Great that question. Was, we could have gone for like two hours about this. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, that might and, be a further and, episode. Now. Yeah, we'll maybe bring you back after we all watch the rest of them and just, <laughs> exactly. just exactly. Hateful Eight sucked. That's my thing. We're gonna try something new this week, and here's the nature of this. We try to be evergreen about this so you can listen to these podcasts whenever you want. We all are thankful for what we have and our ability to have these dumb, fun arguments in the comfort of our lives. If you enjoyed this episode and have a few bucks to donate, go find an organization that you care about and chip in. If you don't have an organization that you have at the top of mind, what we want to do is we want to give our guests that have given their time and their feedback and their lightning round questions uh, an opportunity to make a case for something that they deeply care about. It doesn't have to be 20 bucks. It doesn't have to be $200. It can be $3, whatever the beer that you are now drinking at home versus what it would be at a bar. And if you don't have it, do not feel bad about having that. Let us know. Shoot us a message. I will personally cover whatever you want to do for this. We just want to make sure that people are taken care of in the time that we are in right now. So Kyle, uh, if they can't think of an organization that is deeply meaningful to them, who should they donate to? Do you have any organizations close to your heart? The one that I always find myself going back to is um, Share Our Strength. And they do No Kid Hungry. They raise a lot of money for kids specifically in schools and school programs. They do breakfast programs, lunch programs. They do summer lunch programs, which are huge. Uh, a lot of kids, you know, get most of their meals from school, especially now with COVID and everything, kids not being in school personally. There's a lot of families that have difficulty feeding their children, especially when they're not in school. So that's the one that I always lean towards and I always give my money to. So there you go. Send a couple of dollars to them if you're able to. If not, uh, or you don't have the means to do that by yourself, shoot us a message. Let us know that you want to contribute to this. Uh, we will make sure that we take care of that. Feels like a very serious way to end this, but let's go back to the other part of it. Kyle, thank you so much for coming on and talking about nudes with us. I'm sorry, noodles. Noodles with us. <laughs> That's after and the show. Nudes, nudes is different. That's the after show. <laughs> <laughs> the answer for all of us is jet. That's the answer to the question of third best nudes. <laughs> yes, yeah. chef. Yeah. <laughs> yes, chef. Thank you to everyone for the support we've gotten as we've gotten this off the ground. We've had some really, really interesting conversations after the fact. We've had a lot of people approach us about how it has changed the way that they think about things. They aren't people that rank things. What I really enjoyed from Willie in the Nintendo episode was talking about it is very good, but has flaws and we still love it. And if we can all just do that as a culture, as a group of people and acknowledge what is flawed about things, but still enjoy them and not pick it all apart, that's great. This has gotten too serious all of a sudden, but please give us a follow on Instagram. It's third best pod. That's the number three RD best pod. Also recommend us to your friends that love dumb arguments, you know, shout it out on Alexa. Hey, Alexa, text Kyle about Nintendo systems. Answer any questions that we throw out into our social media. If we make a post, let us know what you think about it. Uh, and shoot us a message if you have a topic that you want to discuss with us. Uh, we should be on the, all the major platforms so far. I'm pretty sure Apple took us live last week. If anybody wants to confirm that with me, that'd be awesome. Otherwise, you can listen to it on our website at thirdbestpod.com. Kyle, if it wasn't the current times, we would be all in a room and I would give you a hug like it was 2016. Yes.
And I cannot oh, yeah. wait until we do that again. Kyle, we love you. Be well. And let's do this again soon. We love you. I love you guys. Thank you. I love you, Kyle. My hug would be from behind because I love you. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's how you know Ben loves you. That's how you know. A warm breath yeah, on that's your true. neck. I'll sneak up on you. <laughs> thank you for joining us. And thank you to Ben Granger for our theme song. Thank you, Ben Granger. Sorry, podcast listeners. My best friend Jed is watching porn.